The Wild have punched their ticket into the Stanley Cup playoffs after beating the San Jose Sharks 5-4 to in overtime. We recap the busy week for the Minnesota Wild. What needs to happen now that a playoff spot has been clinched? And we look ahead to yet another busy week. Shocker. On today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Lockdown Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we recap a couple of close losses to playoff rivals and division rivals. We take a look at an exciting win against Dallas, a close loss to St. Louis, and a bounce back against San Jose. We'll also look into some areas that need improvement heading into the playoffs and some general ideas for Dean Evason to try to get some of his better players a little breather between now and the end of the year. And we look ahead to another busy week with some winnable games, but some tough ones as well. Today's episode of Locked on Wild brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online where the game starts. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wilds, your captain, veteran captain of the show, the uh, people's host of the people's show, and uh, glad to be joined by our Monday co-host Alex Micheletti for a victory Micheletti Monday, and the clincher. The Minnesota Wild have gotten themselves a ticket into the playoffs, and so after. Everything that happened in the offseason with not being sure what this team was going to do. Minnesota Wild have 100 points. They have a playoff spot. And so, despite some recent results, all is good in the state of Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, they're in the dance. That's all you can ask for. The ninth, ninth time out of the, out of the past 10 years. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, they're consistent. You know, They're giving themselves a chance at a cup. So, um, that's all you can really ask for it. Um, for for fan base is is to get in the playoffs and then you just never know what can happen and so you know good for them you know they needed one point they got they, they got the two and they uh, did it in an exciting fashion with uh, with Spurgeon getting uh, you know getting the game winner uh, off off just a brilliant uh, move by Kevin Fiala towards the net and then he just yeah Spurgeon said he didn't even move his stick it just kind of <laughs> hit it and went in so fitting. Fitting the captain gets it and, you know, gets two goals on a night. So good, good, uh, good for Jared Spurgeon. I was hoping Kevin Fiala would get it because of how hard I've been driving the Fiala bus. Yeah. Um, I mean, pretty much all of the Minnesota Wild podcast landscape has been driving yeah. the Kevin Fiala needs to be here long term bus and just a monster performance. And there are so many different ways to go with this, but I think. The one, and I tweeted this out, and I think you had a similar angle. First and foremost, we got a really good look in this game against the Sharks as to why it's important to have two dynamic scoring lines because you have not only 
arguably one of the worst games of the season for the Kaprizov Zuccarello Hartman line. Mm-hmm. But on the other end of the coin, you have maybe one of the best games of the Fiala Goudreau Boldy line. And so the Wild were able to overcome that top line not having a great night. But at the end of the day as well, those guys all know that they did not play well and they uh, they answered up to it after the game. And so an off night for Kaprizov and, Bull, and uh, Zuccarello and Hartman, but a great night for Fiala, Boldy, and Goudreau. Yeah, I've been so impressed by Matt Boldy in his like two way play. Um, he just, yeah, every every night he's you know he's showing up uh, you know both ways, uh, offensively and defensively. And you know he he made a great play to uh, you know on the on the Kulikov goal um, to cause that that turnover. And Fiala makes the great dish to Kulikov up up top, and he just blasts one past Reimer. Um, that line was going all night. Fiala had four points. Boldy two. Goudreau. Uh, too. So that, you know, just, you know, it's so important to have that second scoring line because we saw it against, you know, Vegas last year where they, they shut down uh, Kaprizov and, you know, there was really no second line to to help scoring wise. So, um, you know, I would expect the blues to try to, you know, you know, do the exact same thing that Vegas did, you know, frustrate Kaprizov, get under his skin with the big defenseman that they have. And so it's going to be important for, for Matt Boldy and, and Kevin Fiala to drive some offense and especially on special teams too, to, you know, try to take advantage of, of the blues because they are so good five on five. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be one hell of a series for St. Louis. Yeah. It's going to be incredible. And um, Russo tweeted it out. It's, it's essentially, it's like a 99.99999 because as of right now, St. Louis has 102 points. The wild have 101 Dallas would need to run the table to get to 105 points. Nashville would need to run the table to get to 103. So highly unlikely that even if they do that, that both the Wild and the Blues lose out. And so it's going to be Wild Blues. We'll have, uh, of course, some extensive uh, crossovers with the Locked on Blues podcast to preview the series every angle that you can possibly think of, uh, including Marc-Andre Fleury's pads. Um, <laughs> Alex, the last handful of games, you had the 3-2 win against Dallas, which was a mm-hmm. roller coaster, but thought that that would be hopefully kind of a springboard to the end of the season for the Wild with how they played, big win on the road. Started off poorly against St. Louis, and you thought, nope, no chance. It, it, there's no way this was going to be any sort of a rally point. And then in the blink of an eye, it's a tie game going into overtime. And then the results today with uh, just not looking great against San Jose. I think part of the problem with these results is that we're just we're getting down to the end of the season and everybody is just gassed at this point. And you are you're pulling any energy that you can possibly muster every single game just to like get through it. And so there are going to be some ups and downs at the end of the regular season. But the main thing is that the wilds are keeping it competitive against the good teams and are finding ways to beat the teams that they should, even though the style points aren't necessarily there. 
Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, desperate hockey going on with, with a lot of teams. A lot of, a lot of teams are still trying to fight, you know, to, to stay in it. Um, we'll see another team later this week, Vancouver, that's desperately trying to get in, uh, you know, might be a little bit too late, but, uh, you know, even some of these bad teams are trying to make games, games of it. Um, and so, uh, you know, they're going to have to, they're going to have to, you know, stay, stay with it, even though they've clinched a spot, you know, there's home ice that's still, still up for grabs. Um, and that's, you know, that's going to be huge, especially against St. Louis. It would be so nice to get, you know, get, uh, you know, home ice, you know, the, the wild have been so dominant, uh, uh, at, at Excel, you know, they've, uh, you know, they've won at an 80, 80% clip at, at home. And so that's, that's very impressive. And so, yeah, keep keep doing what they're doing. Um, they've <laughs> every every time you think this team is out of it, they find a way. Um, that, that that's a good hashtag. Find a way uh, because this team, you know, you you take a look at last last Sunday with with you know with the LA game and you know being down three nothing. You know they could have just called it quits, but yeah, you know Mark Andre Fleury stayed with it. You know he stayed with it tonight too. You know he he let up a couple clunkers and you know he found a way. He found a way to get that win. You know, that's what a three-time Stanley Cup champ does. You know, he finds ways to win, you know, and, and rallies with rallies with the team. So uh, I was impressed. Uh, what more can you say about a guy like Jared Spurgeon, too? Uh, you know, he's 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 on a roll, um, you know, offensively, you know, just, you know, being a leader, you know, that quiet leader <laughs> that we talk about. You know, he might, might, he might not be the most vocal guy in the world, but – um, you know, he, he holds guys accountable and, yep. uh, is, is, you know, is a calming influence, uh, with, on this team for sure. If Kevin Fiala is priority one in the off season, his line mates, Jared Spurgeon's line mate, that is Jacob Middleton needs to be number two. How about, and you hit it right on the head, mm-hmm. play of the game that breakaway and Middleton is able to disrupt it enough to prevent the Sharks from what would probably have been a goal. But he just, he does stuff like that all the time. And it's not only that, it's just, it's the size, which is why we brought him here. Mm -hmm. It's the physicality, but he is a savvy, smart defenseman too. And is a guy that looks like somebody who is on the cusp of becoming a very good defenseman in this league. Yeah, he's a, he's the prototypical playoff uh, defenseman that you want on your team. He's physical. He's he's rough. Uh, you know, he's he's smart. Um, he, he's the perfect. He's 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 exactly what St. Louis has a bunch of a bunch of those same type of guys. Yep. Um, and so you know they picked up Nicoletti, who's you know uh, you know big, fast you know defenseman, and so and the wild get theirs and, and, you know, Nick Luddy would have been great back home too, but uh, you know, Middleton and it's so fitting that he is the guy that gets, you know, clinches, you know, essentially the playoff point that the wild needed against Timo Meyer, who for, for all, for how bad San Jose is, Timo Meyer is one of the best uh, finishers in the game. Uh, He's had an incredible season on a terrible team. And so the play he made in, you know, he could have whacked them to, you know, give them a penalty shot. And, you know, uh, Timo's pretty good in those, in those shootout types of situations. And so he's just, he's just so smart with this stick and uh, he pairs well with a guy like Jared Spurgeon and um, Spurgeon can be a little bit more offensive. Uh, you know, he's always been known as an offensive defenseman, but 
you know, he can be like a la, you know, how it was in San Jose when he was deep partners with Eric Carlson. And Eric Carlson doesn't play a whole lot of defense. He's all all offense. Um, so, um, so, and yeah, that didn't that didn't do well for for San Jose. Continues that contract has been a nightmare. Oof. And so, but yeah, they're Jerry, uh, you know, um, Kevin Fiala. Jacob Milton, one, two, they have to be on this team next season for, for the wild to continue that, uh, you know, postseason, uh, you know, run that they've been on. Yeah. No objection here. I'm right on that same wavelength. So um, all in all, wild did plenty, did enough to, uh, to get the win just as they have all season, not, um, not trying to fill all the boxes with style points and like, Hey, we should dominate this team. And we didn't got the win wild mm-hmm. got the win they clinched a playoff spot and now we can focus on some of the bigger issues at hand such as whatever is going on on the power play and the penalty kill i think we have hit critical mass with both and so we'll talk about that a little bit plus we'll talk about to rest to not rest these are the things that you can discuss once you've clinched the playoffs is what do you do the rest of the season? We'll get to the answer of that question when we return here on Locked on Wild. Our next partner is a product I use every single day. I started taking AG1 because in my attempts to be a little more organized in the morning, I was finding it difficult to get all of my vitamins and supplements organized before I headed out the door for work. AG1 one is one scoop. All you need is one scoop and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. AG1 is lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It is one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself. And if you're looking for some uh, great reviews, Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. And right now, it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every single day. That's it. That's all you need. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Once your first listen of the day is done, make sure you head over to the Locked On Sports Minnesota channel and check out the Ron Johnson Show. Locked On Sports Minnesota is uh, an exciting new twist on all of your favorite Minnesota sports shows, so make sure to check it out free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Continuing to recap and move forward, the Wild clinched their playoff spot. So now what? Now what should the Wild do? What will they do for the remainder of the season to get themselves ready for the first round of the playoffs? Alex, it's got to start on the power play and the penalty kill because 
at this point, there have been a lot of bad performances with both. Penalty kill did not allow a goal, but this might have been the worst power play performance of the season for the Wild. 0 for 5, gave up a shorthanded goal, and had, I think, one shot on those five power plays. It is just, it's a disaster at this point in the season. There's really no concept of what to do. They can't get into the zone. They don't shoot the puck nearly enough. And the line combinations have just been a mess. I I, I don't know what you do short of just starting from square one with both. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, we talk about it in, in the playoffs. Uh, scoring goes down and you have to finish on special teams. Uh, it's it's critical because, you know, the games get tighter um, you know, the, the whistles, the refs tend to put the whistles away for a lot of the times because they don't want to be, they don't want to be the story. And so when you get the power play in, in the playoff game, you have to finish, especially on the road, you know, it, you know, if St. Louis gets, it gets home ice, you know, <laughs> they're going to have to win there, um, to, to win the series and, and they're going to have to score some special teams goals. It's that's, that's how they're going to win, win, win games there for sure. And we saw in the St. Louis game, the penalty kill was an absolute disaster. Uh, guys were out of position, just, um, you know, some soft goals by, by Talbot too. And so, yeah, it's, I would, I, I tweeted it, you know, today too. I, I love, I would love to see Connor Dewar in the, in the playoff lineup. You know, you know, I, I just, I've been kind of un- underwhelmed by Brandon Duhame. Uh, and so I think they could easily swap in and out or, or, you know, same thing with, with him and, and Bukestad. Um, I would like to see Delorier in there just because of his physicality and, and to protect guys out there. But uh, yeah, I think he would be great on the, you know, the help, try to help out this penalty kill and maybe give him an audition here down the stretch. Now that you're officially in the playoffs, like we talked about. Um, and so, you know, maybe giving him a, a guy like him a chance um, a power play. Um, Matt Boldy's got to be on that top top one he's yep. he's a creative uh force um and he's he's been showing it and so yeah it's yeah like you said just go back to the drawing board um and, and try try everything um you know i i did it makes no i don't really understand act on the power play but yeah i guess they want to keep him on there but uh <laughs> i have an idea yeah i have an idea I don't know if it would work, but at this point, it can't be any worse than what they're doing. Um, <laughs> hear me out on this. Yeah. Kaprizov, Zuccarello, Boldy, Fiala, and a defenseman on your top power play. Yeah. You can have... I would put, I would put Dumba on there, but... You can have... Yeah. yeah. You can put whoever you want defensively. Yeah. Matt Boldy can take the, the face-offs theoretically. Hell, Kirill Kaprizov could probably take the face-offs. Mm-hmm. But you have to find some level of like just just some semblance of an idea of what to do mm-hmm. and i i get the idea of trying to like trying to simulate that you are just playing like 5 on 5 with your starting offensive line your starting defensive line but that's been worse that's been worse than what they were doing and I just, I can't understand why, you know, as we've hit on, why they're so good with the empty net 
and why they're so bad with the power play. I just – I don't get it. And then the penalty kill, it's like everybody's just playing so passively. They're sucked in in front of the net. Like, y- you have to – you have to start that over from scratch too. Like just just start them both over from scratch. You'll have plenty of opportunity over these last seven games to try some new things because I think what should also happen is as long as the Wild are close to St. Louis, if St. Louis continues to to win, to rattle off wins, and it gets to a point where you can't catch them for the number two spot, rest your key players when the opportunity presents itself. I'm not saying like take the entire last seven games off, but if Marcus Foligno is clearly hurting, you can rest him against Arizona and still win the game. Yeah, I would, uh, especially, you know, maybe some of the top, top line guys too. Zuccarello is getting up there in age you know, let, let him rest a little bit too. Right. Uh, Alex Goligoski, get him some rest. If he's going to be, if he, if he's going to be in the lineup, get, get that brother some rest. Um, that, that pairing, uh, the Jordy Ben Goligoski pairing. I, I don't, I, I don't know why it continues to, to be thrown out there. It, it's a nightmare. That, that, that third goal, no one was covering anybody. No, <laughs> It was a nightmare. Um, so, uh, and the fact that Goligoski had the plus minus that he has, uh, he's, <laughs> is he Houdini out there? Is he, <laughs> is he tricking the, the NHL scoring? Uh, he must, folks? um, he must be holding back. And then like, as, as they ending it to the bench before the puck. Goes yeah. Out. He's like hopping onto the bench as <laughs> the goal is getting scored. So it doesn't throwing count. his body over the bench. Cause like, what did he, what did he do today? And I know the record, I think the record is like 30, 30, uh, 34. And he's at like plus 45 and guess what he did today. He was a zero today. Incredible. <laughs> Even though that pairing was single-handedly responsible for that third goal, he ended yeah. up being a zero. They could have cost the game. Yeah, it was <laughs> <sighs> unbelievable. So anyway, yeah. Fix. <laughs> I can already tell this is going to be where the thumbnail comes from today's episode. <laughs> fix the penalty kill. Fix the power play. And if you have an opportunity to rest some banged up guys, do it. Do it. All right. That's that's where we'll leave it. I'm going to try to dive in further to try to fix those messes, but the Wild do have games yet to play another busy week, including a team that uh, the Wild should throttle no matter who is on the ice. It could be the Iowa Wild. We'll talk about the uh, the rest of the week when we finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, including league reviews and news, as well as this year's NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, and the final push to the Stanley Cup playoffs. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Kentucky Derby coming up in a couple of weeks. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action you can find that and more at Bet Online, where the game starts.
The month of April brings us nicer weather, which means it may be time for you to start looking at eating a little better as well. And if you are looking for the perfect treats that you can take on the go, Built Bar would like to say hello. If you haven't tried their puffs yet, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy and marshmallowy, as you would expect. They're not just a protein bar, but they're treats, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. As with other Built Bars, puffs contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You can compare that to your standard candy bar with right around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So if you want to bounce into the Built Bar mania, head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Uh, I have not put it together yet, but I will tease that uh, we do have some exciting things coming up for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Got to get there first. Now that we're in, there are still some games to uh, to be decided between now and then, such as the start of the week. Old friend Rem Pitlick and the Red Hot Montreal Canadiens. Um, I you can look back. So they lost five in a row. They are one and six in their last seven. They are two and nine in their last eleven games. They are three and eleven in their last fourteen, and so on and so forth. Montreal is not doing great, but um, can't just walk into this type of a game and expect to come away with a win. That uh, went well in Ottawa the last time that happened. But um, an opportunity for the Wild to maybe uh, take out a little of their frustration over these past few games with a, a definitely winnable game to start the week. Yeah, I mean, we saw it <laughs> we, we saw it last night with uh, with Calgary. Uh, they they destroyed Arizona 9-1. to So oh, that would be <laughs> six goals in one period. It would be nice, you know, just like St. Louis tonight, uh, you know, they, you know, they just beat the cover off of Nashville. Yeah. So it would be, it would be, it would be really nice for the wild to have a game like that on Tuesday. Thanks for nothing predators. Yeah. I mean, come on, help, help us with, with the home ice. Come on. Unbelievable. Come on, Nashville. But you know, uh, Montreal, they do, they do have the short King and, uh, and Cole Caulfield, who's, you know, he's, who's on a heck of a run here late. Uh, I'm glad, glad to see him back in the NHL mm-hmm. where he belongs and in Martin St. Louis, I would have never thought he'd be coaching, uh, an NHL team. And there he is. Uh, and they just got Carey price back. So it'll be interesting to see if Carey price starts or not, you know, it good to, again, good to see him back, you know, after 100%. everything that he's been through. Um, he was an absolute warrior to get them to the Stanley Cup final you know, last last season. You know, and he went through some personal stuff and knee injury, and so good, good to see guys back. You know, um, well, we'll always root for that, even if they're uh, the opposing teams. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a team that they should you know take care of business, and he can't take lightly. Like I mentioned, those two guys, and so you know, hopefully they bring it, and uh, 
you know, it just, you know, get, get the week off, you know, if they can get the week started off on a good note that, you know, brings good vibes for the, for the rest of the week. For sure. Yeah. A hundred percent because after that, then the wilds get to say hello to another old friends. That being of course, Mr. Uh, Bruce Boudreaux as Vancouver comes to town. Now the Canucks, despite their best efforts, are um, I, probably not going to make the playoffs. I mean, I there's always a percentage chance that um, you know a team could slide in, but where they're currently at, they're fifth in the Pacific, 37, 28, and 10. They'd pretty much have to run the table to even have a chance, I believe. Uh, but nonetheless, Bruce Boudreaux has that team playing substantially better than they did at the beginning of the year. JT Miller so many other players that are dangerous. So another opportunity here where if the wild don't handle business, uh, this one could uh, develop into uh, an L as well. Yeah. We saw when they were here, what a couple weeks ago and uh, they played at, at home and uh, you know, Thatcher Demko is a really good goaltender and uh, it's a Vancouver team that, you know, they're another team that doesn't really give up and uh you know, you mentioned JT Miller, but you know, they have guys like Brock Besser and uh, um, Elias Pettersson, who is criminally underrated and he can, he can finish. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a, it's a team uh, that even if they're out of it, um, they're going to give it their all. Uh, they're not like, they're not in Arizona. They're not in Anaheim. Uh, and Bruce wants, wants to be a, a coach in this league. And so He's not going to give up either, and so um, it's a it's a game that'll be a hard earned two points if they are to win that one. A hundred percent. Then after that, the Wild have maybe the hottest team in the NHL. Oh wait, no, they don't play Arizona for a couple of games. Um, <laughs> the Seattle Kraken, who come in, they're twenty four, forty four, and six. Uh, they actually had a game postponed, but it was due to that uh, blizzard that moved through the northern part of the country uh, into Canada. But uh, nonetheless, the Kraken continue to uh, kind of struggle. It seems like they take a step forward, then a couple of steps back. And um, the Wild had some good success before the Kraken officially hit this slide part of the season. So, again, another game that uh, that the Wild should take care of business. But uh, that should be a fun atmosphere because it'll be the first time the Kraken come here uh, after we have uh, played all those games out on the road. Yeah, um, quick shout-out. Uh, congrats to Matty Beneers getting his first NHL goal with the Kraken. Um, you know, these guys are, you know, they step into their first couple games and uh, no fear and then they score right away. I mean, you know, shout-out to Ben Myers too, uh, getting his <laughs> – First goal on his first shot with the abs. Of course, you know, he steps them into that lineup and just <laughs> immediately score. They, I think they rack up seven goals against Carolina. Like Ugh. it's nothing. One of the best teams in the East and yeah. they get Freddie Anderson hurt out there. So yeah, just, just incredible. But uh, yeah, um, Seattle, that's another, another team that they should handle. Um, you know, they've, they thought that uh, Philip Grubauer um, and Chris Dredger were the answer and that, that was not, not the case. Uh, talk about a team that, you know, they could have had Vladdy Tarasenko. I tweeted it and they, 
they wanted nothing to do with them. <laughs> and 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 St. Louis was going to give it to them, and you know they took Vince Dunn instead. But uh, you know it's just oh. uh, I don't know what Ron Francis was thinking, uh, unless they really wanted to be in tank mode. You know, you know, you know, it, it made no sense. You know, you know, it you can't compare it to Vegas with the expansion. Yeah, you know, Vegas. Um, had a lot more better players available, but there were some good players available that Seattle refused to take, and so things could have gone a little bit better for them than than what's playing out right now. Like uh, Capo Kakinen, it is it is yes. interesting that you know you had Tarasenko and Fiala both coming into this season who were like, well, are they gonna are they gonna stick around? And they and both have just like, Tarasenko asked for a trade too. He wanted he wanted to be off this St. Louis team. Just. Just yeah. think about that. Yeah. It's, it's thank crazy. God. Thank God Kevin didn't ask for a trade. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, final game of the week is another big one, and uh, it is a team that I just – I cannot be happy enough to see the final game that we play against them this season, hopefully. The Nashville Predators, again on Sunday, on the road. Can we stop or can we just win this one? Yeah. I mean, that is the team that – the wild one, nothing to, to do with. Uh, Roman Yossi is a wild killer. I mean, that guy is a stone cold killer on the ice. And he's what he's doing as a defenseman is just insane. Insane. Uh, you know, Matt Duchesne bounced back here. Everybody thought he was he was done. And he's oh, what close uh, getting he's going to might be a 40 goal scorer. Um, he's getting there. It's just it's incredible. And uh, another guy that want wanted to wants to be off his Philip Forsberg. Um they haven't figured out a contract extension for that sniper and old friend um Mikhail Granlin and Luke Cunning. And so yeah, it's it's a it's a team that's you know just like the Blues, they're they're big and heavy. Um you know they have a good goaltender in Saros. He had a tough night tonight, but they were also on a back to back and they decided to play him again. Yeah. I don't know why that made no sense. Um you know, they have no faith in David Rich. <laughs> I don't either, but at least play the guy to give some, you know, Saros some rest. But uh, um, he's definitely a better goaltender than he showed tonight. You know, that, that happens. Yeah, and I, I saw a stat on Twitter. Um, the last however many times a goalie has started on zero days rest, cumulatively combining <laughs> all of those zero day rest efforts for a goalie together, Save percentage is eighty eight percent. Yeah, it's just too tough in this day and age with goalies. Um, you know, uh, sometimes you can cheat a, a little bit when you're when you're playing like in Arizona on a back to back, right? And, you know, and then you know just get the win just based on on the opponent being so bad. But most of this league, you know, if you get if you get a goalie to play both and on the back end, that you you know you're in for a long night. Um, your goalie's probably going to give up four or five and, Ugh. you know, you just got to hope your offense can, can match it. Yeah. And that's like, that's why the wild have been rotating mm-hmm. Talbot and flurry is mm-hmm. so that they don't run into a situation where somebody gets overworked down the stretch. And, you know, if, well, if one or the other separates themselves performance wise down the stretch, that'll be your starter going into the postseason, I would imagine it still will be flurry. Um, but it's not, it wouldn't shock me at all if we see both flurry and Talbot 
Um, yeah, they're both getting up there in age. You know, Flurry's thirty-seven, Talbot's thirty-four. So you know, these guys aren't there in, aren't in their twenties. Um, you know, you'd probably, I would think, just with uh, you know his playoff pedigree, that you would go with Flurry to start off with game yep. one. And if he wins, he can't take him. I don't think you no. take him out. You know, especially if it's going to be on the road, most likely. And he wins in St. Louis. Are you kidding me? <laughs> He's going to be in there for game two. You have to. Um, and we saw how good he was against the wild, um, you know, in the playoffs last yep. year. Um, so, um, that's, that's a guy, I want a guy that's won three cups. He knows what it takes to get his team to a, a Stanley cup final. And he won the freaking Fresno last year. Yeah. It's, it's a perfect luxury. Like, yeah, let's just assume, let's assume the wilds end up as the three St. Louis is the two. You start flurry on the road in game one. If Flurry plays well in both games, great. If he steals you game one, doesn't play so well in game two, you got Cam Talbot, who is world beater at home, that can can start at the X. It's I I think it's going to end up being a, a combo that works out, and that's why yeah. Bill Guerin made the move. So yeah, the the trade worked out well, and it you know gave uh, you know chip on the shoulder for for Cam, and Cam's been great down the stretch too. We can't we can't <laughs> say he hasn't been been a great uh, you know great goaltender down the stretch here. Right, and this team you know thirteen one and three I think in their last mm-hmm. thirteen one and two somewhere in there over their last like sixteen games, so they're continuing to be. Continuing to be on in the leader and final thought that I have before we wrap up. I remember at some point early in the season, Mikhail Granlin was on pace for like a hundred points. <laughs> um, he has 55. He has 10 goals, 45 assists. You know who is doing way better than that? Kevin Fiala, 29 goals, 44 assists, 73 points to move into the top five in Minnesota Wild history in a single season himself to join Matt Zuccarello and Kirill Kaprizov. Yeah, we've talked about this. Um, you know, Matt Boldy changed his his entire career. Um, Matt Boldy probably ensured that Kirill or that uh, Kevin Fiala is going to stay here long term by himself. It's incredible how that happened. You know, and uh, we might have not even seen Matt Boldy if there wasn't those injuries right at the winter classic. Right. Um, you know, so it's just incredible. And, you know, it's incredible that he stayed and Marco Rossi stayed in Iowa, you know, it just, uh, you know, butterfly effects all over the place. Um, you know, uh, so, you know, just, just wait until they're full go next, probably next year with, with Marco, Marco on the team when they need some cheaper contracts. Yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be quite the, um, quite the tandem. Mm-hmm. Z- that you can have is is Kaprizov, Zuccarello, Boldy Fiala, put Rossi centering one of those groups and we'll be just fine. Yep. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. A great way to end the weekend with the Wild clinching a playoff spot. And uh, we're just getting started with plenty more to come here uh, throughout the next couple of weeks. So make sure that you are following along with Lockdown Wild so that you don't miss out on any of the content hitting you, any podcast platform you listen, any social media platform you take in, we're there as well. So make sure that you're following along. Hit subscribe on YouTube so that you don't miss out on any of the updates 
on all things Minnesota Wild. Now that your first listen of the day is done, head over to the Locked On NHL podcast to get the full recap of everything that happened over the weekend with all of your favorite NHL teams from your favorite Locked On NHL insiders. We are keeping you as up to date as we possibly can on all things Minnesota Wild. So make sure that you follow along with us every Monday through Friday with new episodes out as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.